We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan. Uh, as always, we want to remind everybody that we welcome your questions. Yes. Keep them coming. Uh, we appreciate all the different con- uh, contacts and different communications we've had with people over the last few weeks, mm-hmm. and especially those of you who have let us know that you're listening to our podcast. And if you haven't yet, and that's something you're into, we are available in those spaces now. Uh, you can even go, and I'm going to put it here at the bottom of the screen, but www.broadwaycoc.com slash CWD. I know, conversation with Dan, slash CWE. And that's where you can kind of direct friends and family or go yourself and find all of the things we've done in video. And can they put, they put their earbuds in and do it while they're running or something? They can find all the links to that stuff there. And, Good. and whatever way you listen to those things, hopefully we've got it available for Wonderful. you. Wonderful. So now let's get into our question for this week. Uh, interesting question. Mm-hmm. Not the sort of thing that we typically discuss, but here we go. Cross-dressing. Is it wrong? And especially, how do we decide it's wrong if it isn't mentioned in the Bible? Now, that's from the perspective of the person who sent the question. So, cross-dressing. Right or wrong, and why? Okay, well, <clears throat> it is in the Bible. Okay. And if we'll go to Deuteronomy 22, okay. verse 5. We'll read the scripture and then we'll discuss a little bit. Deuteronomy 22, verse 5. Okay. A woman shall not wear a man's garment, nor shall a man put on a woman's cloak, for whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord your God. All right. And um, you're reading the the ESV, I think. Mm -hmm. Yes. Is the NIV here. It says, A woman must not wear men's clothing, nor a man wear woman's clothing, for the Lord your God detests anyone who does this. Um, I remember, I think it was the old American version, um, a woman shall not wear that which pertaineth to a man, and a man shall not wear that which pertaineth to a woman, mm-hmm. uh, for the Lord your God detests. The word abomination, that's an old old word that we used to hear in, in the Bible. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it's the Hebrew word shekets, and it literally means a detestable thing. Hmm. So... This is the way God feels about it. God yeah. feels that it is detestable. Okay. Now you say, well, what in the world could possibly be wrong with men wearing women's clothes or women, women wearing men's clothes? <clears throat> Throughout Scripture, you have something that I think we're very confused about today in our culture. And that is there is a creation-oriented gender identity given to people. Okay. Um, if, if you go back to Genesis, in Genesis chapter 1, where God um, created the world, if um, you go to verse 27, 
Mm-hmm. He says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So God designed people to be either male or female. And right. in, the, in the story in chapter 2 of Genesis, where um, the Lord says in verse 18, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. Mm-hmm. The word suitable is a Hebrew word which means his counterpart. Counterpart. Yeah. Now, if, if you think of two pieces of a puzzle that fit together... Mm-hmm. Those pieces can't be identical or they don't fit together. They have right. to be opposites to fit together. Yeah. And so you have part and counterpart. Literally, that's what God created. Okay. okay? And so <clears throat> um, Jesus, in um, speaking in Matthew 19 about marriage, <clears throat> yeah. um, he goes back to the creation story. And if you read Matthew 19 about um, starting in 3, read 3 through 6 there for us, Jed. Okay. It says, And the Pharisees came up to him and tested him by asking, Is it lawful to divorce one's wife for any cause? And he answered, Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female? And he said, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. So there are no longer two but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. And That's they, good. That's okay. good. Now, so the story of creation in Genesis 1 and 2 Mm-hmm. leads to the pronouncement of Genesis 2.24, which Jesus quotes here. Uh, after he talks about God made them male and female, and he tells the story of how man needed a helper and God created the woman, mm-hmm. it, Moses gives a comment on all that, an inspired commentary in Genesis 2.24. Therefore, based on this story of creation, yeah. shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cling to his wife. Right. Now the words there are gender specific. Mm. A man and wife. Um, in in the Greek language, man and woman, husband and wife, same same. Yeah. You know, it's not like we have a different word for man and a different word for right. wife. So today, it, it's very obvious in our, our our culture that we are confused about this. Uh, we have the new uh, statutes approved by the Supreme Court that have legalized marriage between Mm -hmm. the same sex. So there you have a man marrying another man and calling that his wife, which is totally against the language and creative order of the Bible. Yeah. And the same being a woman marrying another woman and one of the women taking the role of the husband, which is totally against the creative order. Mm. So why are we bringing this up yeah, in, a, say, in the so context of, of cross-dressing? Yeah, circling back to the Old Testament statue here from Deuteronomy that we started with. Yeah. So why does God demand that we have such clear-cut lines between the genders that he forbids a man wearing garments that specifically pertain to a woman and likewise? Mm-hmm. Uh, really, when you when you dissect that and you look at the Old Testament... And, and it's teaching about gender identification. Uh, he did not want the people being confused about their gender role. Um, I've seen stuff on television lately, and I can't tell you the names of the shows or anything like that, but I've seen families being portrayed where 
where they're uh, the young boys are going to school in dresses and that kind of thing, yeah. you know. And it's obvious that the gender roles are being confused. Okay. And uh, one of the things that I wanted to point out, which is an addif- additional scripture that might help us here. Okay. If we'll go you, there and then I might have a few little comments. Sure. To see what we can come up with. If you go to 1 Corinthians 6, he's talking okay. about the, uh, the people who used to be different uh, things before they became Christians. 1 Corinthians 6, starting with verse 9, he says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor... And this is this next word after adulterers. Mm-hmm. How do you, in the ESV, how is that translated? It says men who practice homosexuality. Okay, that's that's really... What does the next one after that say? Let's see. Uh, I've, then it goes into verse 10. Okay, now one more time. Adulterers and then what? Men who practice homosexuality. So that's very interesting because yours combines two words into one. Hmm. There's actually two words in the Greek text. The first one after adulterers mm-hmm. is the Greek word malakoi, which literally means... Soft ones. It 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 is. It could be literally translated effeminate. Mm-hmm. And I think and, I've read that probably in an NIV or something. Before. Yeah. And and then the next word after that is a very explicit word, arsenokoitai, which means males who have intercourse with males. Hmm. Okay. Now that's pretty, pretty specific. I was going to say that's that's pretty direct on that one. But but short of that, you have this word before it, malakoi, which means soft one or effeminate. Hmm. That pictures a man who's trying to present himself as a woman, a hmm. man who is dressing like and acting like a woman instead okay. of acting like a man. Now, I understand that. Our society is all up in confusion about this. But if if women are intentionally trying to look like men, mm-hmm. and if men are intentionally trying to present themselves like women, in fact, you know, in these, um, you know, uh, what Mrs. Doubtfire type things, you know, yeah. which is a cute movie, but it's it's a man passing himself off as a woman. Uh, in in some places, there are entertainment venues where yeah, and where men dress up as women and they entertain as women. Yeah, yeah. dress up in drag. They're in drag. Yeah. Yes, if, if that's the ter- term for cross dressing. Yeah, drag. that's one of them. Yeah, and and evidently, someone might say that they can be in drag and not necessarily be homosexual. Mm-hmm. Okay. But still, that doesn't change the fact that God says in his word in Deuteronomy 22, mm-hmm. 5, and he also says in his word in 1 Corinthians 6, verse um, 9, mm-hmm. that you should not try to be effeminate. Okay. So I didn't write it. Yeah. I'm just and this sharing is... it because it's my responsibility to do that. So, But this is where... Is it more about the heart and the lifestyle of the issue more than just the one act? Because I think we can tend to lump a lot of things together there. Um, and maybe this is just my, my background, but coming from a theater background, 
there's lots of times where men and women play different roles on the stage and do different sure, things. Sure. I don't think that's what this person had in mind, but but I see that there could be exceptions to this rule. Yeah. Well, I'm just, I know that because I've had this type of question before, again, from the background that I'm in, you'll have those sort of thoughts of, all right, so are you condemning, and I know the church in the past has been very strong on condemning theater because of these sort of things. Uh, and it might have tied into some of yeah. these deeper heart issues. Uh, but then there's also the, is just wearing a skirt, you know, because then they'll go into cultural things. I mean, if you're Scottish male. Like in the Heelands. Yeah, you're going to be wearing a kilt. Well, that's a skirt. Well, we associate a skirt with a woman. So, it, you know, there's a lot of lines there Yeah. that I think if... I, is, I think the biblical line yeah. is that, that um, a person is trying to look like, not... We're not talking about uh, some. I don't think in a in a spoof that everybody knows you're a man and you're not trying to be anything but a man and you're it's a yeah. it's a you know little act or something for. I don't think that's what we're talking about. What we're talking about is men who are trying to pass themselves off as feminine and as okay. females in their dress, and women who are trying to look like men and assume the role of a man mm. because okay. you know many of can I use the word butch? Is that okay? Yeah, it might be borderline, but yeah. it's still what I'm trying to say. Yeah. If if there is a woman who's trying to look like a man by the way that she dresses and yeah. appears and so forth, that's directly against Deuteronomy 22.5. So like an, let's, let's go with like an Annie Oakley. You know, I mean, she was a frontiers woman, and she had yeah, to but, live her own, and she wore pants before women could wear pants. And yeah, but... Was that her... Uh, taking on the role uh, of a man? I don't know about that. But but what I do know is that in our world today, mm-hmm. there is intentional yeah. confusion of the genders. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that, that, I think, is where we're going. Because, you know, if, if we start down this path, if a man starts dressing like a woman, which the Bible says don't do. You know, yeah. if he starts dressing and... You know, not just for some plays in on an afternoon, but he does right. this. You know, he's dressing like it's in part of his his lifestyle. lifestyle. Then he is going in a direction that God does not condone. Okay, because I and I know that this is it, it starts to tie in knowing the background of the person who asked. There's a little bit of this we may see as an uncomfortable section of the line to approach. But in our ability to reach out to those people, if we immediately say that that blurry area is wrong. Well, do we, we don't say. Well, I mean, I mean. God says. Yes. But I'm saying that as Christians, if we say, okay, there's a heart issue and then there's the Bible issue and there's all these things. And rather than deal with the stuff in between. Yeah. We just. We start at the, at the outer issue. Yeah. Yeah. So, so here's the thing. Because there that are, kind of cuts off our ability to reach out. There are many them. people that have gender identity issues. Hmm. There are many people that have same-sex attraction. We love those people. We care for those people. We want to reach out to those people. And we can acknowledge that, hey, some people have same-sex attractions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's sort of like some people have, um, you might say, uh, super heterosexual Attractions that they have a hard time controlling. Yeah. They have sexual immorality issues 
heterosexually. Yeah. Yes. So, so whether it's homosexual or heterosexual, mm-hmm. if it con- if it contradicts God's law, yeah, then we don't want to to keep going down that path. We want to set boundaries in our lives where we we don't get there. Yeah. See? And so you can have same sex attraction and not be a practicing homosexual. True. Yeah. And of course, in the same uh, law of Moses, when you get back here to Leviticus 18, which is Mm -hmm. uh, one of the hard chapters to talk about, it deals with everything from incest, which is one of those Mm -hmm. subjects we don't like to talk about, to um, uh, premarital sex and adultery and everything. And then when you get down to verse 22, what does it say? It says, you shall not lie with a male as with a woman, for it is an abomination. There's that word again. Okay, so if the, if the Lord detested it back then, mm-hmm. then is it a chance he's changed his mind about it? Yeah. Now, I don't think so. Yeah, and so I... Now, that doesn't mean we don't love those people. We're not going to mm-hmm. reach out to those people. We're not going to minister to those people. And we're not going to try to help those people in whatever way we can to live Christian lives. Yeah. But we cannot embrace the aberrant sexual lifestyle mm-hmm. or aberrant practices which lend themselves to that lifestyle at the mm. same time that we try to help them okay. come to the Christian lifestyle. Yeah, I think that's where I think lend themselves to is probably a good way to put it because mm-hmm. not everyone who are a cross-dresser of some kind, there's some very manly men who still like to do that, and they would never, they would not say that they're part of that lifestyle. So that so, we're saying is extremely wrong. Yeah, but and so that, that's that. But say to God, I know, I know. say to God. Now, God, I know you said in Deuteronomy twenty-two <laughs> five, it is detestable when a man does this. Yeah, but I like to do that, God, and I'm you know. But I think that that's, <laughs> but that would also be a okay, but. That's Deuteronomy. So there was lots of things he said in Deuteronomy that we don't necessarily follow anymore. But in one core, and I six, know, verse 9, and the so, effeminate. I know, but effeminate to different people means different things. I think that's a... So it's a, it's a tough one to just lay down the... If you're doing that, it's wrong on something like cross... I'm not saying that I would want to go out and cross-dress all the time. But I'm just saying that that's where there's probably some people that would be more open to listening and talking if that wasn't a hard line in the sand we were drawing. Because they don't... Because they would go, but I'm not effeminate. But I'm not fitting that. I don't want to live a gay lifestyle. You know, or whatever. Well, effeminate doesn't necessarily mean gay. Yeah. It means you're presenting yourself as something that's not what you are. So, but th- again, and, and there, and I think we, that way of when we things, draw a line in the sand, that's one thing. When God draws that line, yes. But there again, that's another thing. The the term presenting as how deep does that go? Because anytime an actor has been on stage, yeah. But when you're presented. out at a bar, or when you're out in your in your with your friends, and you're just going about your life, and so you're dressed as a woman, I think you're getting. <laughs> right into what these scriptures you're talking about. Yeah. 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 So like every time there's a fundraiser where they have the guys dress up in dresses and and they get up on stage and have an auction for a charity. Mm, 
I don't know. And I, and you know, I can understand. I can understand why some people, and I would have trouble doing that. Oh yeah, because, I don't think you would. You would get me to do it because in that of setting, these things. But. but I understand that those people that do that in one setting don't mean to present themselves to the world as mm-hmm. this or that. But again, um, there's the issue here of submission mm-hmm. to God. And, you know, when God says something, we, we want to figure out ways, well, why God can't really mean that. Yeah. But this is one of the <laughs> things I think we'll probably have to agree to disagree on. And, but, I'm, and I'm not saying that I would ever condone someone or encourage someone to go out and do that. But I am saying that for someone who has friends who lives in that realm. What realm? That, in, <laughs> what realm are we talking about? If they if they live the lifestyles that we don't agree with, especially if it does, if they are homosexual, practicing homosexuals, uh, or any of these different lifestyles that have become more acceptable in this day and age. Well, the if, first thing if, I would talk to them about would not be their dress. Yeah, but if they know, I'm just—it's the sort of thing where if they have come to church or they've been in a worship or they've watched a video. And they've heard, well, this is the line in the sand that we're going to start with. It's tough for them to hear the deeper things when they get the sense that, well, this one is, you know, an outward sign, but I'm not really internalizing it. Well, I think that could be true, but I'd like to believe that if they really felt genuine love and kindness from the people Mm -hmm. at the church, um, that that line in the sand would not be as hard on them as it was if they didn't feel genuine love and kindness from the people. Very true. From the church. But I think that we get these questions because they don't feel that. Well, maybe people that, if, you're gonna, if you were going to come to a, a Bible-believing conservative church dressed mm-hmm. as a woman, if you're a man, well, yeah. and yeah. you can expect some people to be uncomfortable. You will get at that, least some side eyes. That does not mean... That right-thinking people don't care about you. It certainly doesn't mean that I don't care about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, every family that I know about, an extended family, has yeah. family members that are in the gay and lesbian community yeah. these days. And and I love those people. I care about those people, and will treat them with kindness and dignity. But it doesn't change what God says. Mm-hmm about that lifestyle, that doesn't mean that we can't reach out in service and kindness and patience and teach those people uh, and our young people. Yeah. But especially I find with our young people, our young people are really confused about this. Our kids are really confused. And I think that's because their moms and dads are not given a very clear signal to the kids about these things. And we tend to start with those outer items rather than where we should be starting with. Because, I mean, kind of going back to this, it'd be tough to say that just the act of wearing the opposite gender's clothing in one situation or another, it'd be tough to say that that in itself is a sin. Well, take, for example, women that wear pants. Yeah. There are many women that look very feminine and present themselves as women wearing slacks. Yeah. There's no effort, obviously, for them and there to plenty present of, as men. And there's plenty of cultures where men wear 
a robe or a dress sure, sort of sure. thing. And they are very manly. Yeah. So that's not what we're talking about in this video. Right. But, I, <laughs> but a lot of people, that's what they tie into all uh, of this. Yeah. And so yeah. just that one act isn't necessarily the sin. I mean, you look, but, at, you look at an Arab man that may have his robes on. There's no doubt in anybody's mind yeah. that that's a man. Yeah. You know? And so, but then when you get into, like you said, from the first Corinthians passage, and you start going to effeminate, and it goes deeper as the lifestyle that you are presenting and you're right. living. I think that's where the the issue comes in, and that's where God says, "Look, you're not fitting the plan that I established." Right. All right. Good discussion. <laughs> we would love to follow up on this or any other discussion that you have about these things. We'll try to present what the Bible says about it, and then we hope that you will realize that. Whatever we say here, we love you and we care about you and we want you to ask whatever questions you have. No question is taboo. Absolutely. As we have (laughs) shown today. today. That's right. All right. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.